Welcome back to the 715 Podcast, everybody. We got uh, William Giles on today. How are you doing, William? Do we need to redo that? I think we should be fine. Okay. We'll probably be fine. He, we forgot to hit record right away, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the biggest part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, we're good. But, William, why don't you go at, or do you want William or Billy for, for the podcast uh, you guys today? You can call me Billy. Call me okay. Billy. I mean, in the professional world, people call me William. My email signature business cards are William. Uh, clients call me William, but if you know me, you call me Billy. So call me Billy. All right. All right. We'll call you Billy for the podcast today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit further and kind of give who you are and what, what you do. Okay, cool. That's a, that's a loaded question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so my name is Billy Giles. I actually grew up in Eau Claire, um, 27 years old. Uh, so what do I do? I live in Minneapolis. I live in the Twin Cities. Um, came here when I was right out of right out of high school, um, and stayed. Um, what do I do? Uh, I do a lot of different things. Uh, that's that's kind of a interesting question, and I love it um, because what I what I believe what I do doesn't necessarily define who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's just a mean to do the things that I want to do in my life. So. On paper, I own um, two businesses. Uh, the first business is Venzo Group. Uh, it's a brand strategy agency out of the Twin Cities. Um, so we help companies with branding, design work, um, and then also websites, SEO, paid media. So that's kind of that's kind of the the breadwinner, mm-hmm. um, and and I love it. Uh, so I've been doing it for a little over three years now. Um, we're doing very well. Uh, the second business I own is Dopamine Threads, um, and that's a, um, a clothing company that half the profits uh, go towards. You know, ja- you I go, saw you Jackson- got to represent. Yeah, I saw Jackson wearing that shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, so that 50% of the profits go to help um, recovery aftercare. Um, and in that world, um, something pretty near and dear to my heart. So um, yeah, in a nutshell, that's what I do. What I liked that, but I, like I said, I don't think that that's what defines me. You know, mm-hmm. I think that I think that like my values, my beliefs, my morals is family, friends, um, and enjoying and doing things in life that you want to do and, and not letting, uh, social constraints, um, direct your future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think digging deep into who you want to be and what you want to do is very, very important. Um, and so what defines me? Yeah. Family, friends, um, freedom is a huge thing that I think people take for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to fish. I like to play video games. I like cars a lot. Um, I work on cars and stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's, I love film. I love, um, I love movies. I love shows. I love, um, everything create in the creative world. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. That's sweet. Awesome. That's a great vision to have too, and a great way to go and attack life that way too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's great too to have the two businesses that you've had and the success that you're having it, and, and I think it really shows with kind of that mindset that you've put into it. Because you, you honestly, it comes down to you're going to have the most success when you're doing things that you love and doing things that you like absolutely, to do. Man. And absolutely. so that I think that's really showing through what you're yeah. doing right now. That's a that's a really good point, and I like that you brought that up. And for somebody, because you guys are younger than me, right? Like I think <laughs> that I, you guys are like kids to me. I mean. Um, you're kind of at that age where you're like, uh, when I was at your age, I was in a totally different place. I was doing totally different things and, mm-hmm. um, not the best things to be honest, but, um, we won't, we won't get into that, but, um, really 
really to have that insight is, is really valuable and to be able to understand what it is you truly want about life and, Mm -hmm. and chasing those dreams is huge. And that's what I tell all young people. It's like, you hear it all the time, you know, follow your dreams, do whatever you want, but then you continue to fall like into, well, you know, people say I should go to school or people say I should go to get a job or people Mm -hmm. say I should do this. And, and until you break free from that, like, and you actually truly do what you want, you're not going to be happy and you're not going to be successful. And Grant, that's what you said, like, that I think is really important because money follows the passion. Like, that's what I found. And Mm -hmm. what people don't understand is like, you have to grind and bust ass until, until like something you, you get a, a, a decent salary. But man, like when you're, when you're doing what you love and creating something, that's when, that's when true money comes in my opinion. And that's what I've seen. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so when did you really realize that you knew what you wanted to do? Was that (laughs) like after high school? Was that during high school or was that, are you still trying to figure that out? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that that's the, the million dollar question right there. And, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think that anybody truly understands what they want to do. Like, Mm-hmm. Even to this day, like I've had careers, like I, I worked with a company in like a corporate career for six years. And, mm-hmm. um, I thought that that's what I wanted to do and then realized that's not what I wanted to do. And then, and then build Venzo group. Um, and I still love Venzo group. Um, but is that like my calling? Is that like what I was put on this earth to do? And I don't mm-hmm. know the answer to that. And so I'm still searching. Like, I think that another thing is people get pretty, pretty put the blinders on and they get pretty, um, how do I say this? Like pigeonholed into thinking Mm -hmm. that their career and their job and what they're going to do with their life is, is the, is the way. And that's their calling. Like, but I don't, I don't, I I think that I always have my eyes open. I'm always seeking Mm -hmm. opportunity. And Mm -hmm. there was a, an interview that I watched, um, that was really powerful to me. It was, it was with Bill Gates and this, this, this woman, this host on a, on a show. And, and she said, you know, tell us about your success and like, tell us about like, you know, how you became so successful and blah, blah, blah. And he took out his checkbook and he wrote a, he wrote a check, signed it blank check and handed it to her and said, here, put whatever dollar amount you want on that check. And it's yours. And she said, no, no, no. Like, no, I can't do that. And he's like, no, seriously do that. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Of course I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's, why I've had my success because I don't pass up golden opportunities. I never close doors on things and I never keep my eyes closed whenever I'm going into something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think that, I think that as humans, we change and we evolve throughout our years and our life and our experiences and um, dictate that. And so this is what it is now. And that's something that I also like to talk about is, you know, some people, they, we, we, as humans, like we tend to put things on pedestals. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I get that job, I'm going to be happy. Or if I get that car, I'm going to be happy. If I get that house, I'm going to be happy. We put these things on pedestals and, and goals are different than, than like pedestals. Mm-hmm. And then when we obtain those things, we're like, we still feel kind of empty. We still feel kind of, okay, well, that's cool. What's the next thing? And so there's a ton to be said in like, humility gratitude and and being you know this is my life now and i enjoy it for the most part and i'm okay Mm -hmm. with that and then when the next thing comes up i'm gonna i'm gonna do that thing so there's a lot in store for me you know like what 
I know that I love being, I know that I love being a business owner. Um, but I would love if, if, if I was a business owner selling like plastic sparks or something, like yeah. I would probably love that too. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? So I think it's, it's difficult, man. Like it's, it's, and, and I was lost when I was younger, when I was mm -hmm. your guys age, I was absolutely lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, and I think that through a lot of trial and tribulation in my life, I kind of figured out like what I, what I really wanted to do, but I really figured out what I didn't want to do. That yeah. was a big thing. Like I've, I, found out what I didn't want to do. And I steered clear from that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of, I think that it's an ongoing search, man. Yeah. And I don't think yeah. it ever ends. So. I mean, after, after high school, did you go to like a college for anything definitively where you're like, I'm going for business or I'm going for engineering. Did you pick like one thing and mm -hmm. like attempt it for a while? Yeah. Yeah. So after high school, um, I went to stout and, I realized real quick I didn't fit in there. Um, <laughs> I was way, I was not hick enough. I was not, I was not <laughs> a city boy. And like, uh -huh. uh, I just felt totally out of place there. And there's a lot going on there too. But I went for uh, graphic design. Um, mm -hmm. I really like designing. Um, and then I only made it a semester at Stout and then I left. Um, mm -hmm. And then other stuff happened um, and then went to Augsburg College in Minneapolis and that was such a better fit for me. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, but, and then I studied business. I studied business. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, um, but no, I didn't know. Like, it was like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, I like graphic design. That's cool. Like, but you don't uh, see it's so, it's so tough because like for people your age or, you know, young adults, like in high school, like trying to figure out what they want to do with their life. Like I didn't know what I wanted or what I didn't want it until mm -hmm. I got into the workforce. That's yeah. when, you know, like when the practice hits a pavement and you start to understand like, okay, this is a job and like, this is a career. Mm -hmm. um, whereas school is a lot of ideological things. And I remember asking a professor one time, like I took a physics class and, and I'm kind of, I don't know, like, I'm not the, I'm not the most traditional, like, as far as education goes, I'm not the most traditional. Um, mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I went, I, like, I, I took physics and um, no calculus, it was calculus. And I asked, we were going over like, like, I don't know, theorems and, and whatever. And I like went to my professor and I asked him, I'm like, when am I going to use this? Like, when am I going to actually use this? Mm -hmm. My professor said, you won't. And I said, well, when would someone use this? He said, if you're a math professor, <laughs> I was like, so why am I spending thousands of dollars to learn this? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and I think there's value in like, like critical thinking and like, yeah, understanding yeah. How to like solve problems and like, like, and I'm not like, I'm not bashing education. Cause I think for a lot of, a lot of people, it's really, really important. Mm -hmm. But um, for business, for example, like, I, took, I studied business and there's like a million things that are thrown at me every day that I have never seen before in business yeah. school. So I think that um, it's tough though. That's a really hard question. Like, what do you want to do the rest of your life? Especially when you're like 17, 18 years old, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it takes time. Like it takes time. And the one thing that I always encourage people to do is be generous with themselves, you know, yeah. and, and understand that this stuff does take time and like trust in the process and be okay with where you're at right this second because that's all really we have so yeah yeah i've i kind of feel that similar boat as you you know i've you go through school you do well in school and, and it's like i don't know you don't 
like when you don't get much out of it, you like search for other things. And that's why we've been doing like I've been doing so many video projects and why I do like Artivision and stuff. Because um, mm-hmm. it's stuff I almost feel like is for me more valuable. Ah, you know? dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like uh-huh. you're seeing the in- intricacies of how a business is run and how to like put things together, how to plan. Yeah how to optimize, like how to look at like information, like, and I'm talking like our division too. Like if you're getting information feedback, like this, this you're, you're learning practical mm-hmm. real life skills that are, that are applicable to a lot of businesses. Right. Yeah. Whereas like, especially high school, like, I mean, high school was a breeze, like high school is a breeze. like high school is so easy. Like, yeah. And so for those of you guys who are struggling <laughs> yeah. in high school, I'm sorry. Like it's probably has nothing to do with your mental capacity and everything to do with like your work ethic or like, you're like, I don't want to do this. That's what it was like for me. It wasn't like I wasn't smart enough to get good grades. It was like, I don't see the value in this. Yeah. And like, I don't care. And I want to hang out with my friends and like mm-hmm. skip class and whatever. Um, but you're right. I think that, um, that practical knowledge that you're learning from doing this type of stuff is gonna is gonna be proof fruitful for you because mm-hmm. you're trying and testing different stuff yeah yeah that's when that's been one of the big like i guess learning lessons um that i've had throughout my schooling career is you really if you're not interested in the stuff you're doing at school find stuff outside of school that mm-hmm. you're interested in and can really use in a, a real world setting yeah absolutely, absolutely. kind of come it kind of comes back to the thing that you know, if you're doing something you'll you love, you'll put more effort and time into it. And exactly, that's kind of like yeah. the same idea For with sure. um, why you would want to do that or find more value in it anyways. But um, Billy, why why did you fall in love with the cities and why do you think you've stayed there um, these past couple of years after your Augsburg days? Yeah, um, so I've been in the cities now, gosh, for... I moved here when I was 19, so I've been and I'm 27 now, so I've been here for eight years. Um, why did I fall in love with the city? More opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that, like I said, I'm I never have my blinders on, and 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 there's nothing wrong with Eau Claire. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know I go back to Eau Claire, and like like Jackson knows, like like Gage is like in my wedding, like I'm getting married next weekend, mm-hmm. and the uh, uh, Gage's cousin is who I'm marrying. So Kaylee's Gage's cousin for those of you guys who know Gager. Um, so I go back and like, I see Kaylee's family and it's great. My family is completely out of Eau Claire now. My entire mm-hmm. family, like we all disperse. Like my mom lives in, well, actually my mom just came back to Eau Claire, but she was in green Bay for years. Um, uh, my dad's in the cities. My oldest sister is in, um, the cities, middle sisters in Seattle, twin sisters in Michigan. Um, so like every, everybody's gone. Like I have no ties to Eau Claire anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I go back, the point I'm trying to make is when I go back, it's like the same old friend groups doing the same old shit, working the same menial jobs, you know, making, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90, a hundred thousand dollars a year. And like living this, like, it's like nothing's changed since high school. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that's not why I don't want that. Like, I wanted to get out of that and I wanted to create opportunity for myself in a bigger city. Um, so I think that I love the cities because there's more diversity and in, in everything. And I'm not talking like, like race or socioeconomic, yeah. I'm talking like diversity in business diversity. And it's just more, it's just more new. Like I go back mm-hmm. to Eau Claire and I feel like this is like old, like this is weird. Like I just took yeah. a time capsule back to like 2010. That's kind of mm-hmm. how I feel. Um, 
Yeah, I think that big cities are cool. Like I, yeah. I do. I don't. I don't live in Minneapolis. Like we live in the suburbs. Like I lived in Minneapolis for years, and I got kind of over that. I was like, I'm done with parking tickets and snow emergencies. And yeah. like, dude, there was like at Augsburg, it's not in the best area. Like there was like shootings and stuff. I was like, okay, I'm over that. Like I want space. I want land. So mm-hmm. we live in a suburb. Um, but I think that there's just more opportunity. Yeah. And whenever I try to gauge any, any talks about visiting you, he always brings up that the food is so much better. Yeah. Where you guys are yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, like there's, there's just more things. There's more yeah. things to do. There's more things to eat. So naturally when you, when you introduce competition to a marketplace, like the, you know, it's survival of the fittest and the, and the sh- crappy food places are going to go under bus- out of business. So yeah. yeah, dude, I know Gager loves the food. He uh-huh. loves it. We we eat like kings, he says. When he's <laughs> it's like it's like I don't know. I don't know. What's what's yeah. the what's the wing restaurant that he always oh, talks about? Spot. Yeah, D, yeah, yeah. Spot. Yeah, he he loves D Spot, and it's good. They have like like three hundred and fifty different like flavors of wings. It's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, but another thing we want to talk to you about is dopamine threads because that's been such an interesting project to see sprout up and and uh, become successful. Um, so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that and kind of how that got started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, without getting too into it, I, I'm in recovery myself. So I, mm-hmm. I choose not to do drugs or, or, or drink alcohol. Um, when I was your guys' age, that was not the case by, by any stretch of the imagination, but, um, yeah, I, I turned my life around and I, and I said, I'm, this isn't for me and I'm never mm-hmm. going to be successful with this in my life. Um, so I really, I really so I've been, I haven't had a sip of alcohol in eight years. Um, so, um, but I saw a lot of people struggle with it. I saw a lot of people struggle with, with recovery, with, with addiction, and then subsequently recovery and, and being able to maintain that sobriety. And so after Venzo was up and running for a while, like I, me and, and Rex, one of the other founders had this idea sprouted years ago mm-hmm. and we, uh, we finally went through to pull the trigger to, to, to start it. Um, so it took a, it took a little bit of funding for sure. Um, but you know, it's, it's something that's very near and dear to my heart. And mm-hmm. like I said before, and like, if we can help save, so the idea is, is that like, you know, you buy a shirt, you, you buy a shirt and we're actually going to be dropping hoodies soon, which we're nice. really pumped about. Um, but you buy a shirt or a hoodie or whatever, a product, and 50% of those profits go to aftercare programs. So um, a big problem in this in this world is like you have your your primary care, your, you know, your inpatient treatment, you know, addiction mm-hmm. treatment where you're there for 28 days. And then what happens after? Like, and that's the and that's where the magic happens, in my opinion. That 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 I was in like structured living and like so sober living for like three years because I went to Augsburg, which is a collegiate recovery program. So, um, they were very, they were very, it was treated very seriously. Um, mm-hmm. and so I had that and a lot of people don't get that. And yeah. I, that's what I attribute a lot of my like long-term recovery success to is mm-hmm. the implementation of aftercare programs that I was able to um, participate in. So, so that's the idea is you buy a shirt and then half of those profits go to, um, help funding those, those aftercare programs. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of that is not covered by insurance. Um, yeah. primary care is covered by insurance. Aftercare is not. Um, 
So um, it's, it's good. I mean, dopamine threads, it's good. It's uh, we're growing slowly, um, steadily. It's, it's, you know, I, I wish it's something that I had more time to dedicate to that we had more time to dedicate to. And I think it would be in a different place right now. But again, I only have so we only have so many hours, you know, and, and yeah. I have a very full workload with Benzo Group. So um, it's kind of like a, a, I wouldn't, it's like a dream business where we're like slowly growing it and we're mm-hmm. okay if it grows slow. Um, but it's going well. And so we've partnered with like different, um, we just, we just signed a partnership with Step Up, which is your recovery program um we uh donated to them um more to come on that and then um we've we partnered with some other organizations too some sober homes um mm-hmm. help help putting scholarships together for for uh individuals who want to go to a sober home but don't have a penny to their name yeah um so yeah we're i love it i mean i love it it's mm-hmm. it's like really, like fills my cup for sure um but it's just a little bit slower of a process building it yeah yeah so when you were kind of uh you know figuring yourself out and getting out of those stages of addiction did did moving out of eau claire getting out of the familiarity of home kind of help you out with that yeah absolutely yeah absolutely that's that and that's when you ask like why did i go to the cities like i didn't know if you were kind of like alluring to that like but yes absolutely the reason i got out of eau claire was because i left everything behind dude like Mm -hmm. I, I changed my phone number. I didn't talk to any old friends. Like I went through, like I deleted and blocked a ton of people on social media and I never really looked back. And I think that that's what I had to do to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And, and so I didn't go back. I dude, after, like after I went to treatment, like I didn't look back like, I didn't go back to Eau Claire for probably like two years. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I went back to Eau Claire. Cause I just was like, I can't like, bad bad you know memories in every place you know i drive mm-hmm. past this place and i remember something bad or bad people bad influences like and i know that the people are going to want to see me like my old friends like mm-hmm. um they're going to want to see me and and so i just didn't subject myself to that it, it was mm-hmm. too risky for me so i went to the cities and, yeah. I, and I left. but i don't think that like a geographical like change like that is the only is the only way to do it yeah either. yeah of course you know so I think that like a geographical change can help, but it's not going to do anything unless you, unless you do other things as well. Mm-hmm. So talking a little bit about your other group, Venzo, um, and how that kind of started, that'd be a very interesting way to kind of go into the second segment here. Yeah. So sure. why don't you kind of touch up on that for yeah, us? Yeah. So this is such a good story. You guys, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's crazy, man. I, I like think about this like regularly. And every time I think about it, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like, it's just the craziest thing, dude. So, um, at the time, like, at, so at this time, so this is a little over three years ago, I was working at Lululemon. I worked with Lululemon for like six years and I did a lot mm-hmm. of stuff in, in a lot of different areas, um, in business for them. And then also, um, digital media, paid media, uh, strategy, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit of my background. And like I said, I studied business in, in college. Um, but I really was fascinated with like where I love to be is like messaging, branding, um, and, and, and analytics. Like I love, mm-hmm. data, I love information. I think it's, I think it's so raw and so practical and you can, if, if you know how to look at data properly with in whatever field you're in, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's, if it's a podcast and you can look at your, your insights and your analytics within the viewership where people are falling off, like how to make changes. Like there's just so much information you can gather from data. And the reason I love data is because data doesn't lie. Um, so anyways, 
so I'd had this like impetus to like, I was there for six years. I, it's, I had bought a house. I was 23 years old. I had bought a really nice house. I had bought a brand new Audi. I was like, to, to the average person, like I was doing great. Like I was like, mm -hmm. like people would like, I, people would look and be like, dude, like amazing what you've been able to do. And it was because I worked really hard and moved my way up within this company. Mm -hmm. But that's all fine and dandy. But I was like, I wasn't broken inside, but I was like missing something like the whole mm -hmm. time. I'm just like, and this is what I was talking about. Those pedestals. Like I'm 23. I own a nice house. I have an amazing girlfriend. Um, I have a nice car. Um, I have nice things. I do a lot. I travel. I do all this stuff, but like, why am I not like feeling fulfilled? Why do mm -hmm. I have like anxiety and like, why, like, I just could not put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I, I had been looking elsewhere. I had been looking at other jobs. I had been looking at other opportunities, but like, I knew that I wanted to do something where I had freedom. And then, and for me, that was my business and owning my own business was the only path to that. And that, that and maybe mm -hmm. totally wrong. And there's a million other things you can do to like feel freedom and feel fulfillment. But for me, it was, it was business. Mm -hmm. And so like I had, this is a crazy story. So I had just got my new car, like I said, um, and it was, I love, I, I loved it. And um, I was going to work one morning and I was on the highway and I'm pulling on the highway and I, I see another exact same one of my car on the road. And at this time, like it was, it was a, a brand new car. Like you didn't see mm -hmm. any of these on the road, like any of these Audis on the road. And, and I was like, Oh my gosh, like there's another one. Like I'm, I'm going to just like pull up to him and like, and, and then I noticed that it was like two younger guys and I was like, like I rolled down the window and I'm like, like, let's, let's race. Let's yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's race. Let's do a couple of pulls and there's nobody on the highway. And so we do a couple of pulls, like we're like kind of going back and forth. And, um, and, uh, cause I'm like thinking, I'm like, these, these young guys are in a nice car. Like they, they they're probably up to something like they look mm -hmm. younger than me and I'm 23 and they're in a brand new Audi. Like, so I, we do a couple pulls and like, I'm like, oh, that we'd like talk on the highway with the windows down going like 70 miles an hour. Like <laughs> we're like talking, like yelling through the, the window. And I'm like, I'm like, like pull over, like, let's, like, let's pull over. Like, I want to talk to you guys. And, and they were like, okay, cool. Like, and so we, some random people. And so we pull over and we started talking, like, I'm like, what do you guys do? Like, tell me what you do. Like, I want to know, because like, I, I'm like, pretty fortunate to be able to own this car like how the heck do you guys own this car <laughs> and um and so then they were like well we work here we work here and one one worked for bmw one worked for audi and and then they're like well we're in the we're in the midst of like starting something and i'm like it was like this click dude it was like, mm -hmm. it was like you know in life when you say like like the stars aligned or like it was it was like it was meant to be type of thing mm -hmm. like <laughs> that that clicked in my head i was uh -huh. like these guys need to come over to my house and I need to talk to them. It, I don't know yeah. what it was, but it was just this feeling, this gut feeling that like, I need to speak with them and I need to, I need to figure it more out. And so they came over and um, we talked for hours, dude. Like the first mm -hmm. time they came over, they came over like 11, they left at like 11 PM at night. We talked for like 12 straight hours about like everything, like what they were doing and like all this stuff. And so Venzo at the time, like it was just an idea and mm -hmm it it molded into and like i had experience in that area and they did too and so 
then it evolved into like, let's, let's actually try this. Let's actually start this. And then like, mm-hmm. I was like, like, I know it's your guys's idea, but I would love to be a part of this. And, um, um, and they were like, yeah, sounds good. And at that time it was actually going to be a, like a drop shipping company. Like they were thinking about like, like really specializing in like drop shipping and creating different drop shipping companies and brands and then introducing them to the market. And then we all kind of agreed, like once I got on board, I'm like, I don't think that that's going to work. Like, I, I think that we should take our experiences, uh, of brand strategy and ads and SEO, and we should bring it to businesses. And so that's how it flourished. But like mm-hmm. my business partner to this day, I met because I raced him on the highway is, <laughs> is literally how it happened. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, yeah, it was crazy, dude. It's, it's just crazy. And so, yeah. So when did you see it really start to pick up when you were like, oh, this can be a full-time deal? Yeah, that's a great question. So our first big account that we, so I, I, I did both. Like I worked full-time at my job for mm-hmm. probably four or five months. And then at night when I would get home, I would, we were, our work hours were like six to like 10, 11, 12 at night. And then I just r- rinse and repeat and weekends. Mm-hmm. So at that point in time in my life, I was working a ton, like between my like full-time career and then building this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a lot of work and it was, yeah. it was not, it was not super, it was fun. It was really, really fun, but I was pretty tired a lot yeah. of the times. And um, dude, and this is crazy. So um, we got our first big account um, at like month five or six. And I say big in that, in those days standards, it was a, it was a big account and nowadays standards, it's not a big account, but mm-hmm. it was enough to, that we felt that I felt comfortable that like, I mean, I, I budgeted and like looked at everything that I owed and like, I had quite a bit of money saved up. So that helped a lot, mm-hmm. but I looked at everything and said, okay, this is, this is the absolute minimum I need to quit my job. And I'm mm-hmm. going to do it the moment we make that dollar amount. And we did it with this deal. And then that deal, that company that had been around for a while went out of business like two months after we had signed them. And then I had quit my job. Uh-huh. So now we were like, I was like back to square one and it was like, Oh my gosh. Like it was so stressful. Like there was a lot of, there was a lot of scary nights and a lot of like, mm-hmm. I don't know what we're going to do. Like, I don't know if we're going to make this, I have some money saved up, but like when you have a, a mortgage and, like a high car payment and all the other student loans. Like I was like, dude, like, how is this going to work? And then, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think that we just kept doing, we just kept yeah. going, we just kept working. And then other things came through and then other things came through and then other things came through. And then we were like, Oh my gosh, we can breathe. And we didn't really start seeing like, like in my definition, like true success or like where I was like really proud of it until probably a year and a half into our business was when mm-hmm. we like, it was like, Holy cow. Okay. Yeah. This is, yeah, this isn't going anywhere and we're going to grow this thing. So, but yeah, it was, it's a, it's entrepreneurship is a, is a scary road, but it's like, yeah. well, I, li- I live in it. Like I love it mm-hmm. and I thrive in it and I love being presented with problems left and right all the time. Like mm-hmm. um, talk about critical thinking and talk about, talk about like risk. Like it's all, it's all risk reward and mm-hmm. like starting a business is a ton of risk. I mean, there's a ton yeah. of risk involved and that's, that's a part of the reason why people don't do it, but why? Like, I don't get why. (laughs) Like when I was looking at it, when, when I decided to start the business, it was like, I had to, the, the decision that I had to make is, am I okay? What is the worst that can happen Mm -hmm. for me? The worst that could happen is I sell my house. I sell my car. 
I move into a, you know, a janky apartment. Um, that's the worst that can happen. I go yeah. get another job. I go back to my old job. Like that's mm-hmm. the worst that can happen. And if I can live with that, if you can live with that, if you're like, okay with that, then do it. Like, that's yeah. what I like, like, don't like people told me, don't do that. You have a great job. And I said, F that, like, I'm not doing this for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. I'm going to do something that I want to do. I'm going to try something. And if I fail, yeah. I fail and I learn and I go back to what I was doing. Big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, so it worked out. I mean, it worked yeah. out it was because we worked hard and we spent time on it and we just trusted in the process. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so who are some of your biggest inspirations? You seem like a guy who, you know, really knows the, knows the lessons you're, you're yearning to be like, what are you, who are the yeah. people who kind of gave those lessons to you in the first place? Yeah. Um, well, I think from like people that you guys would know, or like the public would know probably like, well, Gary V, um, is mm-hmm. the man, like he's an amazing person. And like, he always talks about like, do what's good for the world and do what's good for other people and, and everything else will kind of follow. Um, yeah. I, I truly believe in that. Like we take our client relationships very, very seriously. Retention mm-hmm. for us is huge. It's everything. Retention is key. And so like we have like a 92% retention rate with our clients. Um, so meaning they come back over and over, they resign mm-hmm. contracts. They don't want us to, they, they, they think we're a part of their team and we are, we are a part of their team. So um, some other inspiration, um, some other inspirational people is like my mom, honestly, like my mom is kind of more vanilla. Like she, she has a really, really good job that she worked out her ass off for and moved up. But like, you know, I, I remember at one point in time, like I was, I called her and I was like super stressed about like, it was at this time where I'd quit my job and it was like month, like nine. And like, we weren't making any money, none, no money, like really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I called her, I'm like, I don't think I can do this. And she's like, what's the problem? And I was like, she's like, I said, I said money, like, that's the problem. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not making enough money. And like, I, you know, that's, that's the problem. And she's like, you still have your health. And I'm like, yep. She's like, you still have your, your family. Yep. You still have your loved ones. Yep. She said, she said, Billy, if money is the only problem, you have no problems. You have no problems at all. What are you talking about? Like, don't, don't get down on yourself. Like my mom's always encouraged me to like Mm -hmm. go to bat and fight for what I believe in and fight for what I want and to like not be scared of and like face fear. Like she's been really, really good with that. And I also, so my mom's another big inspiration for me. Um, Gary V. um, Who else? I don't really consume. I I consume a lot of like, like I read, I read books and stuff. Like there's a, there's a branding specialist that I love. His name is Marty Newmeyer. Um, he, he's, he's done really, really cool stuff in the branding world, but a lot of like my like life, like application stuff, um, came from like my, my sponsor and from the community. And like when I got sober and like looking how to learning how to relook at the world and like looking at it through a different lens. And Mm -hmm. I've had this conversation with other people that like, I think that growth happens when you push the boundaries of comfort. Mm -hmm. So like make forcing yourself to be uncomfortable. That's when, that's when you're going to grow. Like for you guys, like, yeah. you know, like if you guys were just like getting tons and tons and tons and tons of, subscri- of subscribers and like people were loving it and there was nothing bad about it, you guys would continue doing the same thing, right? You yep. keep recreating that. Now, if something happened where like a bunch of people were like roasting you, flaming you, I don't like this crap, like blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, like, like 
you'd be like, oh my gosh, like we need to change something, right? Like we need yeah. to grow as an organization or as an, an entity. So I think that a lot of that, um, I just like, I'm kind of built, honestly, I'm just kind of built to be an entrepreneur. I don't like doing the same thing twice. I don't like, I don't like redundancy. I don't like schedule. I don't like, um, I'm very, I'm a very organized person and I plan a lot, but I don't like doing the same thing day in and day out. I don't like mm-hmm. cyclical. Um, so I've just, I just learned that like, like I said before, like I learned what I don't want and, mm-hmm. and I'm going to avoid those things and I'm going to yeah. try to make choices to do the things that I do want. So yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a good answer for like inspiration, like Gary V in the business world, Gary V, uh, Grant Cardone. I don't, I don't know if you guys know him. I don't really like him. I don't really appreciate his philosophies. Um, Marty Newmeyer, Chris Doe is another one um, who's like awesome. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know if people, if you're not in the branding world, you probably won't, wouldn't know these people. So to build the brand, let's say, could you use the podcast, for example, what are some key things that you think our podcast would need to do to continue to build our brand and continue to grow and reach more people? You want to know this? Do you want to know the secret? Like, dude, I mean, this is what I believe. Okay. You guys also have to understand and like you, your listeners and like your viewers and like you guys even, and I tell this to Gager all the time because mm-hmm. like, Gager loves talking to me about this stuff. And, and I'm just at a different place. Like I just have a little bit more experience than you guys. Like mm-hmm. that's it. It's not that I'm like smarter. It's not that I'm like this, like, so what I say, like you need to all take it with a grain of salt. Like this is my belief and what I mm-hmm. understand is, is like, you know, real, but I could be completely wrong, you know, like, and I have this conversation a lot with people that like, the more, you know, the less, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, so just know that, but, um, yeah, this is what I believe the, the secret is to, to building something like a brand, a business, um, a nonprofit, a whatever it may be, um, is you just keep doing it. Like, yeah, it, it sounds simple, but like so many people give up because they don't mm-hmm. see immediate results. So many people stop because they don't see the, the success right away. You know, mm-hmm. like it takes time and you need to nurture it and you need to baby it and you need to optimize it and you just need to keep doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I found with business a lot. Of course, of course, there's a million other things that you can employ. Like, like for you guys, I think that the way that you're branching out, like, and, and talking to a lot of different people is really, really great. But at the same time, like a lot of times you should niche, like you should mm-hmm. have like a, a more like honed in message and conversation that you want to have with similar people, because it's hard to build a brand with like that serves the entire population. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing. Um, I think that like what you guys can do it it, from a podcast standpoint is like community too. And I don't Mm -hmm. know what you guys are doing for there, but like hosting events, man, like I'm all digital and I'm all data, but like there's so much value in face to face, like the Mm -hmm. most value in face to face. So hosting it like events or like like, I don't know, like going down to like, like, and having discussions or like having a opening it up to a group podcast, right? Where like mm-hmm. you go to the acoustic cafe and invite like 15 people and you got 15 people and you guys all just have a conversation, like yeah. doing stuff that's innovative and like different that people haven't mm-hmm. seen, but also inviting people in. Um, I think that that could be really helpful. Um, of course, there's something to be said about paid media, like, like just getting awareness and, and your, your message and your face in front of people. Um, mm-hmm that costs money. Um, but yeah. that could be something, but I really do think that like, 
especially with something that creatively like it's just doing more of it and just doing yeah. more and more and more and more and more and then you know it starts to grow i mean i'm looking at your channel right now like 76 subscribers like that's that's solid like in mm -hmm. i mean how, how long ago did you start uh middle of july probably yeah. around then yeah yeah and be proud of that too like yeah like, like be freaking proud of that like some people will be like oh like 76 subscribers well people have millions of subscribers like mm -hmm. that's not you you are not that person though you have to understand that be proud of those 76 people that are yeah. following you and love them and appreciate them and 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 you're you can't you can't compare yourself to like i don't know pewdiepie you know yeah. what I mean? like, like you you can't like once uh -huh. you get into the comparison game like you'll start spinning and you'll start thinking about like the worst things like mm -hmm. i don't my business doesn't do as much business as the other agencies in 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 the cities or mm -hmm. in the world geez like we're not even close to that but like i'm proud mm -hmm. of it, right like i'm yeah. proud of those people so I think that's another thing like um the other thing too is like from a branding perspective is like you know like as much as i you guys want to like kind of please like typically the the, the media that you guys put out that's more um I guess controversial is probably the better and and a lot of people think well i don't want to talk about stuff that's con con controversial because I'm going to like, I'm going to weed, like, I'm going to push out some of my audience. Like mm -hmm. if I talk about this, but the, the audience that you're attracting is going to absolutely love you. And it's got that share. It's got that sharing mentality. Um, and so that's, that's another thing. I also think that if you guys aren't in Facebook groups, like local Facebook groups, like you should definitely get a part of local Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. Um, with this, it's like, it's like you're hyper localized here and you're just trying to bleed out your audience more and more and more yeah local groups man local facebook groups and like get in there post comment on people give some mm -hmm. pe give people your inside care like really yeah so that's kind of like some quick that's what i would yeah. do um yeah again like i don't you know a podcast is different than a brand selling stuff or like business solutions or whatever it may be but mm -hmm. that's that's kind of where i would go can i just actually one other thing really quick um when you asked about what like what can we do or like you know for entrepreneurs or for like your podcast or whatever like i just had another thought that came to mind real quick mm -hmm. is like get good at failing like get good get good at rejection get good at not seeing success really like mm -hmm. that, that's a huge thing and like have like some tenacity and some for lack of a better phrase some balls and and be okay with failing because failing yeah. is a beautiful thing and a lot of people think failing is a bad thing and, and in my opinion failing is the best thing that can happen to people because mm -hmm. again back to what i was saying growth happens when you're uncomfortable or when you push yeah. the comfort zone so get good at failing man get good at like being ridiculed get good at like i mean i got ridiculed like a mofo like what are you doing you're quitting your like cushy job like like what are you doing you're crazy like <laughs> i got that all the time and i said uh -huh sorry, this is my yeah. life and I'm going to do what I want. So get good at failing and, and learn to love failing. Like I have such mm -hmm. a relationship with failure. Like I like, I love failure. Like, and I tell that to my employees too, like you're going to fail, like you're going to fuck up and I'm glad yeah. because you're never going to do that thing again and you're going to learn from it and you're going to become stronger. So yeah. just a side yeah. thought. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So 
let's hear about let's hear about the fun side of Billy. So when you're not when you're not working, when you're not uh, when you're not becoming the breadwinner of the house, what is what are your favorite things to do? I know you love to play games. I know you love you mentioned you love cars earlier. Yep. Like yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, dude, I'm like the type of person that like I attach like and I go all out. Like mm-hmm. I find something and I go all out. Like I um dude, like when I was younger, like I didn't fish at all. And then like mm-hmm. I was like 19 and I like started fishing and I like love fishing. And I actually still love fishing and I fish a lot, but like um I go all out. Like I get all the gear. I'm like, I'm like that person. Like, yeah. uh, like <laughs> I like think about it. I'm like, oh, it's like sometimes I'm such a tryhard dude. Like, uh, <laughs> but um, no, I really like to fish. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I really like to fish. I, um, I musky fish and bass fish primarily. I started bass fishing and then kind of graduated on to musky fishing and mm-hmm. do a lot of musky fishing. Um, then I love traveling. Like I love traveling. Like um, Kaylee and I, like for Kaylee's birthday, I got us tickets to Japan to go visit Japan. Um, nice. Yeah, but I mean, it's closed right now because of quarantine. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't even know when we're going to get in. Um, don't worry, I got insurance on the tickets so, so we can get refunded. Um, there you go. If need be. Um, I like to travel. I've been, Kaylee and I have gone a lot of different places. Um, for our honeymoon, we're going to St. Lucia. Like we've been to Belize, Guatemala, Honduras. Um, um so i like to travel um i also like little like day trip traveling like we love going mm-hmm. up north to, the, to, to duluth um that area is beautiful so so fishing tra- fishing travel i love cars like um i'm a part of a couple of different car communities here like people who own nice nice fast cars we go for cruises like i'm going on a cruise tomorrow down to lacrosse where me and a bunch of other audis and beamers um are just gonna like rip it down to lacrosse on all these back roads and stuff so i love cars uh i build i, I don't build cars but like i i modify cars um mm-hmm. which is fun um i like video games i've always liked video games um typically in the summer i don't play like any video games like i, I haven't played very many video games but um mm-hmm. i do like video games i like business um i like the outdoors i like pokemon cards like I'll, okay, you guys, I'm going to show you a couple. Okay? <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay, so, like, I was like, I have so much stuff that, like, kids like. It's so funny. I'm, like, 30 years old. I'm like, okay, so this is my gaming setup. Yeah. <laughs> so there's my PC and then uh-huh. mounted PC. Or, so, like, I don't know if you can kind of see that corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's my gaming area. Okay, so this is something that I've been working on. This is so nerdy, dude. I'm like such a nerd, dude. Um, so this is something that I've been working on with my buddy for like seven months, and we finally got it done. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> dude, that's so sweet. So like, we put together all the original Pokemon sets. Uh huh. So like, there's a base set. Yep. And then I like made these boards like out of acrylic and stuff. So like, I, I like little like projects like that and stuff. Uh-huh. It's just like brings me to my childhood. I like yeah. Pokemon heavily when I was a kid and like, these are all going to go up in value too. So I always also looked at them as like a business or like an investment because they're uh-huh. going <laughs> to go up in price. Like, I don't know, there's probably a few thousand dollars worth of Pokemon cards there on the wall that 
mm-hmm. that I put together. So I'm really proud of that. Um, I don't know. I just like building stuff, creating stuff and like doing different stuff. Kaylee and I are like, we're like meeting, we met with a couple different architects to um, build and build a custom home, um, buy some land and build a custom home. So mm-hmm. that's also something like, I don't know. I, I like, I like to, to do a lot of different things. Like yeah. I don't know, I'm not, I'm pretty like go with the flow. I'm kind of down to it for a lot of different experiences. And like, if somebody's mm-hmm. like, hey, do you want to do like, I don't know, do you want to knit? I would be like, sure. Like I'll try it. Like yeah. <laughs> just like that. So, so yeah. Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. That- yeah, yeah that's another I, I like to think that's another big high school learning lesson is like mm-hmm. uh you know whatever you like to do you know who cares like do it yeah. it doesn't matter what other people think really because you know ever since i was like six you know every christmas and birthday i just get a lego set you know star <laughs> wars or whatever other random crap it is it's like i don't care who knows that that's sweet yeah, yeah. i love doing that stuff you know mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and the the thing is, is there's 6 billion people in the world and somebody's going to like what you do. Somebody's yeah. interested in what you do. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a huge lesson in, in high school. And I wasn't that way in high school. I like, I hung out with like all different types of people. I hung out with like the jocks. I hung out with the popular kids. I hang, hung out with the like druggies with the lose, like the losers, mm-hmm. um, with the, the theater people, with the camp people. Like I hung out with everybody because I was like, no one person or no one group has all the answers. And if I can, Mm -hmm. and if I can go in and like be friends and like extrapolate like what they love and like hear about their experiences, like it's just going to make me more of a well-rounded person. Yeah. And so I agree fully, man. Like I don't care what people think. Like I'll show, I'll show my clients, my Pokemon cards. Like, (laughs) like I was showing my Pokemon cards to like one of our biggest clients, a fortune 500 company out of Illinois. Mm -hmm. I was like, like working with like with the CMO and I was like, I'm like, like, I don't want to say her name, but it's like, you got to look at this. Like, I'm really proud of this. Like, do you remember these? And she was like laughing hysterically. She's like, that is so cool. That's so funny. And then I was like, all right, let's get down to business. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. like being like, like being confident with yourself and like, mm-hmm. it, dude, people love that. Like, yeah, I like, think it's also I, important. It's yeah, like I, important to show people that you have passion for something too. Yeah. Like you're not one, like, deadbeat kind of drone yeah a drone exactly exactly yeah it's like these are the things i'm excited for and you know that you know when you're talking to a client you can be like you know that i'm really excited to talk to you because i'm talking to you similarly to how i talk about my pokemon yeah yeah it's true it's so true yeah you're right i mean like there's like high school is like high school is like a blip of your life like mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. a blip it's four years like yeah that is a, such a small percentage of your life so like do what you want to do like if mm-hmm. like, that, that's like the one takeaway is like don't let anybody tell you what to do don't mm-hmm. like don't fall into the vanilla drone lifestyle if you don't want to. if you want to great yeah. i'm not here to argue that like do that like that's awesome mm-hmm. but if you want to do something do it and there's nobody stopping you and i don't care what you're, I don't care what society says. I don't care about these constructs that we identify with. I don't care about any of that. Just do what makes you happy. And like Grant, like you said, like that, that's where the money comes. The money. Yeah. And I think you. breaking the stereotype too is kind of what it comes down to, you know, like what you said with like the jocks and the theater kids and all those different groups, 
that are supposed to have their thing, like the jocks or the sport, sport guys, the theater, like breaking the stereotype of what mm-hmm. those kids are supposed to do yeah. and what they're supposed to like. Like you can like different things, yeah. even though you're a jock, you can For do sure. different things, even though you're a theater kid, you know? And For I think breaking that stereotype is something that, especially in today's world, isn't as common. I don't feel, or people aren't as proud to say that they break that stereotype. And so, yeah, I totally agree with kind of like what you're saying with, you know, mm-hmm. branching out and doing what you love. Cause you're your own person and you should yeah. be proud of that yeah yeah you should like you should be proud of that and like even if it's weird man like like even if it's weird even if it's different like Mm -hmm. who cares that's who you are and you and and if you keep if you fight that if you fight who you are like why do i like pokemon cards i'm 27 years old (laughs) like (laughs) if i try to fight that it's worse like it's it's the worst like I like Pokemon cards. Okay. Yeah. Like judge me if you want, like, that's cool. You cannot like me. That's cool. That's fine. with uh-huh. me. I'm fine with that. Like I have other people in my life who care about me and who want to be exactly right. like, yeah. I mean, if we were to, if we were to like, if me and Grant were both to like keep ourselves in our own stereotypical groups, I know we wouldn't be doing this. You know, exactly. He's going to football practice four times a week, and I'm at home editing videos and playing Nintendo games. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's such, so awesome, it's such a more, dude it's such a more interesting thing when you branch out mm-hmm. and that's another thing we've been doing with all of our guests it's like yeah these are people we would never really talk to i yeah. mean some of them are some of them are our buddies that like our mutual friends but some of these people it's like we've never talked to you before you know we want to learn what you have to what you've learned like yeah. in your life we want to learn what you've learned yep and that's and that's extremely valuable too. You know, that's mm-hmm. what shape you guys in the future. That's what shapes me today. You know, like the people who I associate myself with. And so, like I said before, like, you know, people who like I have no tolerance for judgmental people. Like I have mm-hmm. zero tolerance. Like if you if you don't like I said if you don't like me if you if you don't like the the shirt I wore or that the way that I said something like I really don't care. Like, I mm-hmm. like, that's your prerogative. That's, you can have that opinion and that's great. Like I heard a saying one time that like opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got them. Nobody wants to see them. <laughs> and I'm like, it's true, dude. Yeah. Like you can have your opinion and you're entitled to that. And that's fine. But like, I'm not going to have you in my life and that's fine yeah. too. Like there, there's nothing wrong with that. So, but yeah, the, you, you get you, when you talk to a lot of different people and you go through a lot of different experiences and like, you know, they, they, I think that that's kind of why travel is really important too, is like people get out and see the world and see turmoil and see, but see beauty too, you know, that's where mm-hmm. like you can really shape who you are as a person. But yeah, I don't know, man, it's cool. Like, I think that what you guys are doing is really, really cool. And like for you guys to be this young doing something like this, like you're really asking a lot of questions and, and that, that's what I encourage people to, to do is like ask a lot mm-hmm. of questions. Like if you don't understand something, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Or if like you're interested in like, oh, that guy or like that girl, like I wonder why she did that. Or like, you know, like, like always like look at things like a little bit more objectively because it's so easy to be like, this person did that and I'm going to put them in a box and put them over in the corner, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't know, man. Like you don't know yeah. what people like – it's just, and that's, so that's why I was saying, like, I don't, I don't have any tolerance for judgmental people. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't, because who are you to place judgment on somebody else? Like, yeah. who are you to say that what somebody is doing is right or wrong? You know? So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's a truth that you need to find within yourself. So I'm proud of you guys for doing something like this, like at, at your age. And like, I know with like our division even, and um, average men, men's club and this, like, you keep doing stuff like this and like, it will, it will prove fruitful, you know? Like, yeah. 
that's 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 really what i got but yeah yeah well i think that's a perfect place to end it off cool is, yeah. there, is there anything else you want to add before we uh before we um, clock out no i'm good I'm all good. right I, I guess there's one thing um all right but, let's hear it you know i think that life is a lot there's a lot of things that are thrown at you and there's a lot of things that are scary and that are people fear and don't want to do um mm -hmm. there's a lot of judgment there's a lot of there's a, there's there's quite a bit of negativity but without negativity there wouldn't be positivity right and mm -hmm. there's like i encourage people to seek the the positives in life and and i'm always like the the glass half full type of person like mm -hmm. there's always something to be learned even if it's really really bad there's something to be learned yeah. um so i think that people should like i think that people should want love one another too like that's a big thing like like you don't know what they're going through you don't know why they behave that way you don't know their entire story from the day that they were born like so like be generous with yourself and be generous with other people um mm -hmm. and i think that that's like a small way that we can help make the world a better place so yeah well there you go awesome Cool. Thank you, Billy. We yes. appreciate you coming yes. on, man. Of course. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, if you need anything else from me, let me know. I like I like doing this type of stuff. So awesome. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. All thank you gentlemen. so much. Yes. Yes. For sure. Take care, guys. You too. Have a good one. All right. Later.